Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A lot of hookups, a tab breakup, and one big shutdown. That's all the makers of a great Halloween party. Let's get into it. It's the Euphoria After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz what up, guys? What up? Oh. We are back at it again, Wait, like Daniel and Cassie. What is going on? Oh, my God. We are talking Euphoria episode six, uh, season one, called the next episode. First off, I am your host. My name is Jeff, and I am I'm with three amazing people. My my partners in crime. First off, to my left. You rock with everything Drake. Yeah. Everything. We got Chris Orday. She rock with everything Drake. That's why she here. That's why she got here first. But now we here tonight. I mean, that's that's why we're here. Yeah. Everything he touches turns to gold. True. I mean, spot the lot. Spot the lot. And next we got Rivette Orday. Let's go. I mean. Yes. Okay. All right, no, sorry. Let me get that right. Let me get your name right. I'm mixing up names. First off, it's Rivette Sorrow. And how are you? How are you doing? Amazing. I love being here and I'll take Orday that's a great last name too it's I'm totally fine I'm out here just giving people names and stuff I'm I love here, it I'm just me- keeping us on our toes I know yeah, I'm, I a, I'm just me- hey and first off we have a new we have a new panelist we have a new guest um, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself no, first I thought off you're gonna introduce no me. I am I am but I'm gonna let you introduce yourself first people know who I am uh, excuse Hi, me she doesn't need an introduction me. first off she's a special guest and she introduced herself. It was like, oh, you didn't know I'm in this episode as well? And I'm just thinking, first off, how many people on my panel are going to be in episodes on HBO? She is in the, the show called All Bl- uh, A Black Lady Sketch Show. That's correct. And yeah. I just want to know, when can I get on a TV show? <laughs> Everybody, everybody's doing cool things and... But that's right. what's up. For that's what's all up. the audio listeners, my name is Jayla Rocks, yes. and I'm the special guest. Thank you guys yes. so much for Jayla, having me. Thank you, thank you for yes. being Jayla. here. Yes. We appreciate you joining us. Of course. Appreciate you talking to us about Euphoria, and yes. we're just breaking it down. So before we get into the overall thoughts, we're going to be talking about Cassie McKay and a little bit of Daniel. He's back again. Mm. What you gonna do? And then we're gonna talk about Rue. We're gonna talk about Jules. All that problem. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's not great. It's not great. You know, drunk babysitters. Not the greatest. Not the greatest thing in the world. And then. Why Keithan always... They do, Keithan. Just, oh, Keithan is just disappointing me. It is. My man. Wait, so my, Keithan is... Keithan, Cat. Okay, yeah. Let's I've been get catching right. up. Cat and yes. Keithan. Okay, Keithan. so y'all named is, them yes. and stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, shipped, we shipped them real hard, and mm-hmm. then they're just disappointing me. So we're going to get into that. We got the news. Rivette's going to tell us the news. Mm-hmm. We got a special segment called That's So High School. We're going to do a couple predictions. And, you know, we're just going to break the whole thing down. So break before down. we get into the Cassie McKay part... What was your overall thoughts, Chris? Man, it was deep. It really got deep this episode. Like, the last couple episodes wasn't as deep as this one got. Like, woo. Like, I had to, like, double take. Like, did that just happen? (laughs) I keep asking, did that just happen? So, yeah, good job on this deep episode. Uh, I love a Halloween party. 
and I love a Halloween party on TV. So I knew this episode was going to be like yeah. one of my favorites because I mean it's Halloween. People are dressed up. It gets weird. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was not disappointed. Yeah. Well, I don't like Halloween parties because I know <laughs> stuff like that does happen. <laughs> but um, each episode, this whole season has been like a full of emotion, and every episode my wig is off and my mouth is open. Yeah. You know, but I'm ready for the tea, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'm here for it. But this episode definitely left me like wig off mouth open absolutely yeah there was there was a whole lot of tea in this in this episode there was so it much was. if i had a wig i would have threw it i ain't <laughs> okay let me know I'm a, hey next episode i'm like i need a wig yeah. I, need a, I need some tea okay. they gonna support the tea i just need a cup honestly but talking All about tea before we even get into the Halloween part, we, we start with um, McKay. This is his episode. We see how mm-hmm. he kind of got to where he is now. Mm-hmm. And we see um, his, his relationship with his father and how he's kind of molded into the person he is now and why he's so into athletics and into, well, just football in general and why he's so driven. And then um, in the intro, you kind of see, um, I believe it's yeah, Rue saying that his attention got moved to Cassie. Yeah. Do you did you guys see that like from the beginning or did you think it was just a regular relationship? Chris, we'll start with you. Um, I thought it was just a regular relationship. I didn't realize that that Cassie really just kind of took him off a track of wanting to be the best. Because yeah, that's crazy. That and the relationship needs to be cut off. Sorry, no more. What's their ship name? Did what? we even give them a Mc- ship name? Mm-hmm. No. no, I don't think we did. If we but, did, let us know of a, of yeah, a give, ship give name. Yeah, give us a good ship name. But I now I don't like it. From seeing his episode today, now I don't like the relationship. I just call them messy. Call it like it is. I don't know. I just, she's not good for him. Like, he's such, I think I view him as like a really good guy. He's wholesome. He's in college. He's really trying to succeed. And like, I just think she holds him back and he cares for her so much. And she's just wilding out. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for. Cassie. I am. I'm here for Cassie while yeah. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> uh, mainly because, like, at some point in all of this, he's going to have to choose career first or her. And I feel like she's living her best life right now. She's getting, like, everything, the attention that she needs. Maybe it's good attention, bad attention. But um, he seems very, like, immature. He listens to other people. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she needs that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, either, yeah, both ways, it's just bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, like you said, messy, for sure. And you you see it get even messier throughout the episode. And then they go and they show the frat party first. So, it's Mm -hmm. like a a Friday night, Saturday night type deal where you you see, oh, it's Halloween. We both parties. Yeah. So you let's go to the the college party first. It seems like it's all cool. They're just they're just hanging out, getting drunk, whatever. They get back to the room and then the frat party start or the, the frat brothers start hazing them. I mean, you see McKay start like thinking like what's going on? And he, like obviously he freaks out and this is like all internal and he goes to the bathroom. What is your thought What's your thought process on that? Like how do you how as a as a woman, how would you like react to that situation? Because we saw how we saw how she reacted by just kind of being like, "Hey, are you okay?" How would you react in that situation? I don't think asking, "Hey, are you okay?" is like the right thing in that moment. Mm-hmm. No, he's not okay. I think sometimes you need actions and not words. If it was my boyfriend, I probably would have just like 
held him, given him a hug. I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that. But I don't think asking, hey, are you okay, was, like, the right thing to do. But it's hard. Like, I, I don't know. What what do you say? Yeah. Like, maybe not, I don't think um, that... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, maybe not, like, have you guys been in that situation, but what's the best way to do it, I guess? Yeah. So it would be a better way to ask the question. Mm, oh, I don't know. See, I, I've never been in that situation, but... um I don't think anything that I would have done would have helped the situation, mainly mm-hmm. because we've seen the narrative of how he was growing up in his household. There's no emotion that's there. It's all in your head. You right, know, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to speak about these type of things. And that happens in the black community a lot, Yeah, especially growing up, like, you know, males who grow up, they're not allowed to show emotion or to have any type of, like, feelings or it's considered soft. Yeah, that's crazy that you, you know? said that um, in the black community because there was an actor before um, Algie came onto this role. He um, actually didn't want to be in this role anymore because of this scene. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't like mm-hmm. that um, that he would, had to get, I guess, raped um, in this scene. And so he left because of it. And they had to reshoot with um, Algie on this. And it's crazy because, you know, how in the black community does view it like... Um, like you said, like not a lot of emotions. You gotta tuck mm-hmm. it in. You gotta be strong and things like that. Like honestly, if I personally, if I was in that situation, I probably would have jumped on them, frat boys. Like how dare you get yeah. on my man? Like I feel like I would have jumped on them and we would have been all fighting in there. But um, there for real. But no, like I would have definitely after that, I would have been like, we gotta get him back. Like how are we gonna get him back? Like we, I would, I would be like talking about how we could get them back after the frat process is over because mm-hmm. so, I did date a frat boy in college and like I remember like people like oh you're you, you're not so tough now that the frat process is over and people were mm-hmm. fighting afterwards like it, it gets serious See, you're a writer <laughs> when you say you're going to fight back I'm she like that's what I'm talking about yeah, I need to find me a girl that's going to fight with me let's go exactly. we're out here but then you see him go into the bathroom and kind of from my point of view, I kind of thought he was just like repressing that anger, trying to channel it like he said, like he did in the beginning. And then he, mm-hmm. I was wondering how he's going to channel it. And then we mm-hmm. see yeah. he decides to not really use it on um, Cassie, but he kind of, um, in a way, uses it or puts that just anger. It kind of takes it out on her. Like, how did you feel when you saw that? I mean, he they emasculated him in front of his girlfriend. So in his mind, I'm not saying what he did was like right or anything, but he, it was his way of saying like, I'm still the man. Yeah. And he, she was taken aback by it and then she's crying about it. And I mean, it wasn't rape. Like she consented to it, but it just, it was so disconnected. It was just like going through the movements and not really any emotion behind it or anything mm-hmm. for on her end, at least. Yeah. And then fast forwarding on to when they get to the actual high or when Cassie gets to the actual high school party, cause McKay's not there yet. She's over there just kind of dancing with dancing around and then she sees Daniel again. They get they get to getting drunk, they get kissing and everything. Do you think do you think Daniel's in the wrong for how he acted? Jayla, I'll start with you. Um No. He told the truth. You know. <laughs> I mean I would appreciate okay, maybe appreciate the truth. Let me start with let me start by saying this. In high school, I wasn't acting like this, you know. So I'm just having to take it as the story, as a narrative. Um, but he told the truth. Uh, maybe the delivery was whack and it was the wrong situation. But he, I mean, you can't get mad. Hmm. Rebecca, what are you thinking? She's walking through the steam. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, his the the things he was saying to her, like, oh, you think I care about your thoughts or your emotions? Like, yeah, he doesn't care, and it's nice that he was like being truthful with her. But 
at the same time, it was just so disrespectful. And he's mm-hmm. he's saying to her, any guy who is telling you that they want more than just to sleep with you is lying. Like, yes. for a high school girl, I cannot imagine, like, what she's going through. She already clearly has, like, she's a confident girl from what it looks like from the outside. But inside, internally, I think she's actually very insecure, which is why she uses her sexuality to, like, pretty much control people around her, especially yeah. men. It was just such a hard scene to watch. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it necessarily the truth, because he didn't say it until he didn't get what he wanted, right? right. So I feel like if he would have said it from jump, like, look, listen, I just wanted, I just want to F you or whatever from jump, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But to say it after you didn't get what you wanted, and now you're kind of just like... Just bitter. Yeah, yeah. you bitter at this point, so like, I'm not listening to you, you know? Mm-hmm. I was kind of, when I, when I asked the question, or even when I wrote the question down, I kind of smiled, because I thought... I thought the answers would be more towards what you said. And then when J-Lo was like, no, um, I, I think it's not the truth. I was like, yeah. I was like, that. I thought that I was the only, like, when I heard that, I was like, this is a horrible way of saying it. But, but he you is know speaking what? somewhat yeah. of the truth. A star is born. Like, it takes those situations like that to be like, you'll never be successful, you'll right, never right. be pretty, you're, like, you're only there for a sexual being. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That changes a person to be you know, better. to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like hidden rock bottom, and you yeah. can only go up go from up. that. Mm-hmm. A star is born. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. But before, d- before we leave this situation, mm-hmm. do you think that Cassie is cheating? Would you call that cheating? Because yeah. okay, let me say this. I've been saying this from the beginning, and okay. for your fans out there, like y'all can back me up if I say this. I feel like the scene when she went to the college and her mom made a statement don't get pregnant, and they zoomed in on her for a good, like, three seconds, that meant something. Yeah, because she was looking at the tampon, right? Yeah, I predicted that. I predicted that weeks ago. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think she's going to get into that situation, obviously, and we're not going to know who the baby daddy is until she knows. Wait, why are you saying she didn't have sex with anybody else yet? From what we know. (laughs) There's oh, always something around the corner. But this is just a prediction. Whatever. We'll get into that. But yeah, I, I feel like she's not going to know. Like, she's going to end up having... Maybe she'll have a black baby. Maybe she'll have a white baby. I, she, <laughs> you know? you but the mom made it clear that, like, you know, whatever it is, I don't want yeah, the yeah. black baby. So that's why all of this is leading oh, up to that situation. You think that's what she meant That's what it was? Jeez. Really? Yeah, that's why, like, like, if you, if you go back and watch it, she whispers it or whatever, mm-hmm. and she gives that glare, like, I don't care what it... You know, that's why I love the show. I feel like there's always new revelations. There's no way to see. There's no way to see. Over and over to catch everything. Yeah. Like when you were saying that movie, was like, oh no, I didn't even think about that because we didn't see her hook up with hook up with Daniel, but like she's probably hooked up with other people, so it could easily be anyone else. Because where did the video come from? Exactly. So like she's Mm. she's been around, and then like it's just crazy. See, I'm like, dang, like I didn't even think about that. And the crazy thing about it is like. Every show, the comments are just like that as well. Like, they're always saying about new different things, like, oh, did you not see this? Did you not see that? I don't even think about half the times because we're writing stuff down, but I don't, like, read in between yeah. lines. So I learned so much from the comments, and I was just mm-hmm. learning so much from you, but, like, 
Chris, just tell them how much we love the comments, honestly. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I love the comments, actually, guys. Let me just read a couple more for you. Um, Let's see. Let's see. It does say, it looks like that we're all on the same page, right? Like, Daniel's a creep. He didn't have to say that. Cassie is trash. Oh, dang. <laughs> okay, we see y'all. We Go see ahead, cyberbullies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you continue to comment? And um, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk for us to continue to grow though we could use your help um if you're on youtube right now hit that thumbs up button and subscribe and if you're on itunes please give us a five star rating but no matter where you are leave a comment so you can get involved in the conversation as you guys are and we appreciate it and being part of after buzz tv has meant so much to all of us and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love don't forget to tell your friends keep enjoying our shows keep commenting we're reading them and we love all of the revelations that you're giving us guys yes and we, we love the com- the conversations that we have because like us like we talked about we we talk to them all the time mm-hmm. and like i learned so much about like the show and the characters yeah. through them yeah good job and like it's just it's cool to see and i learned so much and i think it's just a great way for us to engage with the fans but yeah. one thing that like there's so much drama about and i learned so much in the comments about is the rule and jewel situation like mm-hmm. there's they're, they talk about it all the time now do y'all have a name for them rules rules, rules. yeah and they, we you got never everybody <laughs> we are shipping everybody and anybody so give us a ship well we got a name for you yeah. but yeah so rule and jewels we're gonna talk about all of that and the craziness that ensues so like from the from the jump when she picks her up from her house you see that she's drunk yeah. Was that a was that a red flag to you? Because it was to me. I'm gonna start with you, Chris. Revet, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, names are hard sometimes. No, I, I'm right there with you. I'm better with faces. Um, yeah. I mean, I was worried the whole time because I'm like, okay, they're going to a Halloween party. Everybody's gonna be turned, and Jules is already like, she's like, I'm like, she's already drunk. Cat's saying I'm gonna get messed up tonight. And I'm thinking, like, is Rue going to be okay? Like, everybody's drinking, like, probably on drugs. I don't know. It was just, like, very nerve-wracking. I really thought that Rue would have, like, taken something tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm happy and surprised that she didn't, but I was sort of waiting for her to break down. Because, every like, we've all been there, I, yeah. I think. I mean, when we're, like, <laughs> the sober one, you're like, this is so lame. Like, yeah. and everybody else is having fun and you're not, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never been the sober one. Okay. <laughs> Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> no, but I have. I do have friends who are completely sober, and mm-hmm. even like at the restaurant, I I feel comfortable now. At first, I didn't like. Are you okay if I order a wine? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh no, it's fine. Like you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not peer pressuring it, and it's, it all becomes like uh, self control. Right. So mm-hmm. shout out to Rue. Yeah. For having self control, yeah, yeah. she really did. Actually, yeah. congratulations to her. I really like that she did that because she could have definitely broke down and she didn't. And um, yeah, that was probably my favorite part that she didn't break down. And even when she saw Gia, she didn't break down. When Rue, I mean, I said rules. When Rue got crazy, she didn't break down. So yeah, I really liked in the episode that that she showed the strength. Yeah, I was yeah. very like when Rivette said she was proud of. Her, I was like. That's literally what I thought. Yeah. And, like, we all reiterated it, but, like, she had so many different, like, things that could have made her hit that breaking point. And she kind of did at the end. We kind of see her do at the end. But, like, throughout the episode, it was it the drinking, was it Gia? Like, there were so many different things. And she doesn't. So I'm really proud of her. But do you think it was a red... Or how do you feel when, when um, um, Jules says... I'm not your chaperone, or something around the law uses a chaperone line. Even though she's drunk, 
You mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of a real thought. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah. about that, Chris? Um. Well, I guess she was trying to tell Rue that she was supposed to be chaperoning her, and that I know that um, Rue was like, "What are you talking about? Like I'm grown in a sense. Yeah. Like stop saying like you know like you're my mom or whatever." So I thought that was like rude, and she was like, "You're not my chaperone." She's like, "Oh, oh sorry." Like, calm down. What's she saying? She's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was stupid. So did you think it was more or less that she was just being her chaperone or that she didn't want to be in a relationship? She didn't see it like or Jules doesn't see it like that. How did how do you see it? Um I don't know. I think Jules sort of I don't know that it was ever established like oh I'm I'm like the babysitter or the chaperone tonight. I think Jules just sort of feels that pressure mm-hmm. because she knows that she's like, the main source of Rue's sobriety. Mm-hmm. So she feels like she needs to be her chaperone. And, yeah, it was a weird moment because Rue's like, I don't need a chaperone. Like, yeah. And then it got awkward. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, weird. I didn't read too much into it. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I didn't think of it that way because I thought she was just, you know, making friendly fun. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be your chaperone even though I'm drunk. I've chaperoned a lot of people drunk, okay? Yeah. <laughs> everybody gets home and we get tacos on the way home. Right. But, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I thought it was just friendly fun. Yeah. And then when like while that's all going down, we see Rue go talk to Fez, and she kind of confide. Not even well, she kind of confides in Fez, but she apologizes first. Mm-hmm. When I was watching that, I was like, "This is cool to see. This is cool." And then at the last second, I kind of thought, "Is this a setup?" Did you guys think that, or was that just me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't because oh, wow. she she kind of mm-hmm. like looked at him at the end, and she's like, "Yeah, thank you. We're just like some about the friends." And I forgot what line she said, or maybe it was just a look. But it kind of clicked that maybe she was setting them up for, like, future just in case <clears throat> I want drugs again. Maybe, like, we're cool again. Did anybody feel that or was that just me? Mm, uh, slightly. But, I mean, he, she was saying, thank you for not selling me drugs. That's when I was like, oh, okay, it's nothing. Because she said, thank you for not selling me drugs. So he's definitely not going to sell her drugs now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think that at all. But once again, I mean, you never know what to expect in this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I do believe that she believes she's going to stay sober. I don't know if she mm-hmm. actually will, but I, I do think right now she truly does not see herself taking drugs again. Well, I don't see her being sober for the sake of the show. Mm-hmm. We need some more euphoric for this <laughs> euphoria. Um, with two episodes left, there has to be a breaking point at some point. And like even in the preview, this isn't going to end well, and I can't wait to see it all blow up. Yeah, and speaking <laughs> of breaking points, there got to be a breaking point for Ethan because Kat is just wilding out, and she never, like, she... She keeps shutting my guy down. And all I want is a Keith in moment. Now, let me and say, we, we don't need no Keith in. We don't need no Keith sweat. We are here for Kat <laughs> alone. Kat is a whole mood. Kat Look, is, is she? living her whole best <laughs> life. Kat is the body positive. Kat on Instagram in her real life, Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. real life. She's sickening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is this is showing, like... Every girl, like I said, this show here has been has caused so much conversation because the representation of the characters. Mm-hmm. We've never seen this on a show before. We've never seen an ensemble like this before. So the representation matters. Yeah, yeah. If you got thick girl shaking her ass to Drake, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, you know. So let's make it happen. Yeah. So did you th- <laughs> did you think it? So you think she's living her best life, or yes. you think she's covering up her insecurities? Well, each character is designed to is like a different side of depression. Mm-hmm. Read into their stories, each person represents a different depression. Um, I think Kat's living her best life. She's realized that she can take the upper hand on everything. 
That's just how. I mean, see, I kind I see that, but I feel like that's more of like a a way of using or a way of like not listening to her insecurities. Because like she's she's on the um this dating app or whatever you would call it, where it's like mm-hmm. um, live streaming with people. I, I'm always seeing that as like, oh, she's just using that for to boost her own self esteem. And then I mean, isn't that's what social media is for? Exactly. We care about the likes and the comments and the follows and but the then, streams. But then when she shuts down Ethan from the jump, she's like, oh, I know you just want to have sex. I know you just want to um, yeah, like do all this. Part. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, not all men are like. That. And she already she's already shutting him down, already creating those negative thoughts in her head. Mm-hmm. So is this like? Like, why is Kat doing that? Like, is this is this a good thing? Like, no. I just had this conversation today, actually. Um, I was meeting a person, and I set my intentions straight up. And I was like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have time to kind of, like, endless text with you or, you know... Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll set up plans. Like, are you like I, so I can know how to treat you and then tr- treat the situation. Yep. So she did the right thing by, like, we effing or what? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Because that way she won't get... She's afraid of rejection. So mm-hmm. if she builds herself up like Cassie, she's going to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Keep so the that upper is, hand. That is kind of an insecurity. Keep the upper hand. Yeah. So, so am I insecure for doing that then? No. no. You, okay. you no, did it in a not. different way. Like, yeah. I feel like she's doing it. She's like, oh, yeah. You're like, okay, let's just... Fuck whatever. No, I didn't say that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down if you want to after the show. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like she's saying I know you just want to do this. That's that's right. how she's oh, saying okay. it. Like I know you just want to do this. Let's just do it. You don't have to talk to me. That's how she's coming off. Okay. Yeah. Kind of so I kind of gave like an yeah. option, and yeah, she yeah, was kind of yeah. like went straight forward. Yeah, yeah. she. You're yeah. you're being transparent and upfront. Yeah. Like don't waste my time. She's like, all right, you just want to have sex, and oh, it's like okay. I, I don't. See. She cat. I oh, I struggle with cat because also guys. She's under 18, so like nobody should be live streaming under 18. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> all that switcher, switch people. Yeah. Youngins. She's just on a downward spiral path, I think. And I think Ethan may be able to help her out of that. We ship Keithan. I'm sorry if you don't. <laughs> I really okay, I think he's well. like a good influence, and I think he might be the one to show her, like, oh, like he doesn't just want to have sex with me. He's interested in me. He likes to talk to now, me. And what like, what showed you on this show that he's a good person for her? I he's cared about her by he's following like, her no, around. No, no, no. By, all, <laughs> by always showing interest and in asking questions about her and noticing the changes and asking why he's changed, uh, why she's changing. So like he's he's taking notice, asking questions. That means like he's interested. And okay. then and then this episode specifically, she's like. I mean, if you want, I can just like do or like do oral sex and stuff, and just like she'll be all about it. And then, what is the first thing he does? He does it. He makes sure she's pleasured. So like, mm-hmm. this is all new to her, and like you could tell mm-hmm. she's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. That's so that's why, why she left because she didn't know how to stay around for it. Maybe. I mean, no. maybe that's or she question. just why maybe her she insecurities leave? went wild again because she just ran to another dude, yeah. and why mm-hmm. he was just like in a compromising situation, <laughs> he had to handle some business. She was out like. Nope, I'm moving on to the next one. Yeah. Is that insecurity or is it just moving on to the next one? Living her best cat life. <laughs> Living her best cat life. Now, I mean, you can live your best life as you're going on during as you're figuring out your insecurities, hey. But she got nine lives. She good. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of nine lives. I like lives, that. I see what you did there. She definitely has nine lives. But you know another person who I feel like has nine lives is Nate. And like we didn't talk about, we didn't talk about him with just Rule and Jules because I felt like 
he was encompassing the whole episode in a in one way or another because we see him not only talking to Maddie when they weren't even supposed to be talking, but he's also black uh, blackmailing Jules and any blackmails Tyler as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going? On? What What did you think when he was first uh, first printing the papers? Because we never we it was like a slow burn. You kind of see. Mm-hmm. You it wasn't see, for me. I, as soon as I seen the printer, I was like, up. Oh. I know what this I is. I know blackmail, yeah. yeah. I, know black I know. I knew exactly. As soon as the printer came up, I was like, "Yep." That's why I started shaking my head. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, "Did you actually think Tyler had a uh, an option?" Because he went over there and pretty much said, "Look, either you can you can um, say that you did something that you didn't do, or I can tell the police something that you did do." So, what is the right situation in that? Like, what? Yeah, what is the right situation? I don't know. If, if I was in a neck brace and all that, I'd have just been like... He had the right idea by saying no, but I don't know. Like, that's just goes to show you, like, people in power and white privilege, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's, it's 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 like, take it's really taking L's. He was taking L's, but I mean, I wouldn't have done that. I don't think I... I think I feel like that I... was clever. No, what what um, Nate did was clever. Yeah, well, that was amazing. I was like, wow, he really did that. Yeah. After that, when I saw that he did that, but like Tyler and like Jules, like I figure out, I figure, I mean, I knew that they could have found out. I wish they would have found out like a better way to handle that. Like maybe they could have pushed that to next episode so they can trick. Nate or something like I feel like they need to come back at Nate that's what I want to see Nate there was this one second when Jules walked out and they stopped yeah and I was like turn back around Dilly turn girl. back around <laughs> go tell the team go tell yeah, all the team exactly but I mean uh, maybe for another episode yeah hopefully I want him to when Nate was talking to Tyler that's when I when he was asking him like I'm gonna just blame it on you he's like no I was at home and he's like was anybody alone with you I, I just like dropped my pencil. I was like, "Dog, you are so bad at lying." <laughs> he could. He's like, "No." He was so confident in saying that he wasn't there and that there's no way he can prove him. You never thought that that's the next question, like mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. um you need to have someone there with you. I guess yeah. he's just that an alibi. Yeah, you gotta always have an alibi with you. So. And that's, I mean, we already talked, but you guys wouldn't do that, but, like... Well, first off, I wouldn't leave my back door unlocked so I could just to be climbing up the roof and being in my house. I don't know how he's getting up in there. Yeah. (laughs) Second time. I don't know how, what he doing? Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy that that's still happening. And then, like, what, like, where do you go from there? Like, he already... You see, you see, you see him, like, go in there and, like... And pretty much lie and tell him that he he um, sexually assaulted or just like harassed, choked. Uh, yeah, choked her. And then you also see um, Jules go in and spot and tell the lie. Mm-hmm. But the police officer, yeah, I was about for to say, it, so. do you do you think the police officer bought that? No, because no, because okay, I re- I watch a lot of shows and I, and I like to watch them back and three times over. So there was a, also another scene in this when. They ask Jules, "Are you telling the truth?" And it's all. And I watch a lot of crime shows, and they always know that somebody's lying based off of body language. Mm-hmm. And Jules didn't say the words "no." She shook her head, and then she looked down, and they looked back up. Mm-hmm. That's body language to say, "Okay, somebody's lying." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Seems there's there's happen. no wasted scene in Euphoria, so yeah. every little thing counts. So it may equal to something else. And the and like you said, the, well, even that. The police officers kind of questioned it as soon as they left mm-hmm. um, talking to who was it? Who was it? Who was first? So it was, 
It was um, Jules. It was Jules. No, Jules was. So it was Tyler. So it was Tyler. And then so right when they left Tyler. Um, she was already questioning. She's like, something sounds fishy. And then you go into that interview, and then like, obviously she was lying. She took twenty seconds to like say yes again that I'm that I'm telling the truth. So like, I agree with you guys. There's yeah. there's almost like no yeah. way. And the story's too pl- the same. So this it's, it's like fabricated. It's too. It's almost like too simple. Yeah. It's too like just yeah. right in your face, and they, and the cops would believe that. But. That's there's so much to talk about. But before that, we gotta talk some. We gotta talk some news. So Revet, give us all. The give tea. us the tea, girl. <laughs> Guys, there's After some tea one. this week. <laughs> <laughs> give it to us. Okay, I'm gonna start off with a quote. So Jacob Alordi was speaking to the Wrap, which is an online source, um, and Jacob is the actor who plays Nate on the show and he's talking about Nate's sexuality which has been a big topic um, in this season and this um, panel as well Mm -hmm. so the actor Jacob says I have a world of thoughts on Nate's sexuality and it's something that I dwelled on a lot leading up to and during the show I think he develops as a person as the series progresses as for his sexuality I can't say so it's like even him who who plays the character can't really put his finger on, you know, Nate's sexuality. Is he straight? Is he gay? Is he bi? We don't really know. And I think that was really interesting because actually people that have been commenting on our panel have actually been saying, you know, no, he's gay or no, he's straight. It's been a big topic. So it's interesting that the actor who plays the character is also saying, like, I can't really put my finger on it. I thought that was really interesting. Um, moving on, Entertainment Weekly was speaking about Kat's character. Huh? Love yes. Kat. Your girl. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about last week how when Maddie called Kat and asked her if she was crying, she needed help, and she was like, I'm busy, I'm not home. I was very upset at that last week, and they sort of went on to explain that. A writer at Entertainment Weekly says, Kat is not your stereotypical fat best friend. And she defies the fat friend who, like, stops their whole life to help out their skinny friend. Yes. Yeah, so they're saying Kat's storyline doesn't solely revolve around being insecure about being fat or hating herself because she's fat. And I think that's, that's, I love that about her. Like, she, she is, you know, really discovering herself and owning who she is and everything. But playing devil's advocate here, I mm-hmm. personally still don't think, and whether you're fat or skinny or tall or short, if your friend calls you up, yeah. I think you should be there for your friend rather right. than just sucking some. You know, Mall D in the parking lot. Big facts. That's 50, just 50. me, though. 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call JLo. JLo, I need you. Yeah. 50 50. Oh, yeah. 50. Now we know who not to call. Yeah, right? Right. Don't call me, girl. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another interview, actually. Um, director, the director for last week's episode, Jennifer Morrison, also told the rap that about Jewel. Jew rules. <laughs> Rue and Jules is a relationship. She said, feeling responsible for someone's sobriety and feeling the pressure of being the main source of their life and being if they're okay, but if you screw up or do anything wrong, then then their life could be on the line. That's a lot of pressure, so she doesn't know that their relationship will withstand the test of time, which also we've touched on before. It's a lot of interesting facts. It's like the, the actors and you know everybody involved in the show doesn't really even know where it's going to go. So it's nice to know they all have the same questions that we do, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say, like like you said, they have the same questions. I, I love that. I feel like they go in with, like, an open slate, kind of, mm-hmm. and they just, like, 
just engulf into that character. So I love yeah. that they don't really know and they're just like rolling with the rolling with the punches. Because I mean, it's kind of like life. Do you really know? Exactly. Like Whitney Houston say, "Do you know? Yeah. Do you really know? Mm-mm. Do you really know?" Yes, but <laughs> next we got to talk about our special segment. Mm-hmm. It's called "That's So High School." And if you guys don't know what "That's So High School" means, <laughs> it's me. a part of the, the show. You're either a character, a scene, any anything that reminded you of high school or just reminded you of your childhood. So I'll give you an example from mine. "That's So High School." This mo- uh, this episode, it was literally the first scene. Is when his uh, his dad is. McKay's dad is talking to McKay, telling him how to deal with anger. Mm-hmm. When I when I heard that, it just brought me back to my, me and my dad's relationship because I'm gonna speak from from my perspective. Growing up, black, like as a black child or black man in a um, in the suburbs, <clears throat> there's there's opportunities for us to for me to act up. There's gonna be, I mean, not like not blaming other people but there's always going to be situations that I'm in that are not used that are not the same as everybody else mm-hmm. so I had to learn how to deal with my anger and use it in a positive way so when he uh, from a cave perspective he was using his anger for football I was just using mine for something else so that was the first thing I thought about I was like this is literally talking to me. Like, I felt that. And I knew exactly how he felt because people, literally someone could say something to you and you're just ready to pop off. Mm-hmm. But we, we're not, hell, I mean, we're not the same as everybody else. So I really felt that. And it's unfortunate, but that's how we were raised and that's how we thought. I mean, that's how we think. And somehow, I mean, sometimes that's how it is. Yeah. And so, how do you cope with it now? And, I mean, I've just been raised to, like, deal with, or, like, just pretty much understand what's going on and try to just use it as motivation. And first off, not get myself in those situations. True. For like, just as an example, if I say um, I'm around friends that disrespect black people, because and there are people like that, not blaming anybody, I just make sure I'm not around those people. Mm-hmm. And I set, I set my boundaries from men, women, anybody, like from anybody that's around me, I set my boundaries just like I expect everybody else to. So I, that's how I, I do that. But like if I do get mad just like anybody else, I just gotta find the find the right count out. backwards yeah. from ten. <laughs> find the right <laughs> outlet. But yeah, that's my that's so high school. Chris, what is yours? Um, it's crazy because I have two, and I really want to say both. So, <laughs> um, I want to say that first scene really sparked something in me too because I was an athlete my whole life, and he was like getting on him, I was throwing up in the field, just like you know, a little algae. It's crazy, and then he was like, "Okay, this practice is done. Now you got to go to your next practice." I'm like, "Ugh, that brought back so many memories." Um, but yeah, I love those memories. Um, I also want to say, oh, this is my favorite when Zay- when Zendaya sat down. Uh, Roy or Troy, one of them, the one of the twins that we just mm-hmm. interviewed. <laughs> Roy and Troy, she called Roy them both. <laughs> I sat him down and um, was like, you know, stay the f away from my sister. Oh my gosh, I had to do that in high school because I'm a year older than my sister and she was dating somebody in my grade and I was like, he wasn't treating her right. I'm like, I literally mm-hmm. had to push him against the locker, like stay the f away from away from my sister. And that ended like a week later. Like I don't play about my sisters, especially men. Like I will fight men over my sisters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like don't play. As a man, that's what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any sisters. Can you be my sister? (laughs) I I need one like you. (laughs) Um, My That's So High School was when, um, so we saw McKay telling Cassie, like, if you wear that, everybody's going to talk about me. He made her change for Mm. the the college party, which (laughs) I didn't love her outfit. So, like, I I mean, I I get it. I I have mixed feelings about that moment. But in high school, I I had a boyfriend who, like, kind of told me not to wear this shirt one time. It was, like, backless. He was like, I'm not really comfortable with you wearing that. And I was like, 
what? Like, <laughs> Excuse me? And I think I think it's different because I think that stemmed from, like, his own insecurities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. With, with McKay's situation, maybe it is, it is a little different because, you know, everybody talks about his girl anyway. She has, like, a live sex tape. I, I really don't know, but that just sort of took me back to that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, my that's in high school has to be... Uh, what do you call him? Call him Keith then. Yeah. When you have to explain the difference between sex and sex sex. Oh, that's what it is. Don't talk about my guy, Keith. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jeff is his number one fan. Okay. I see y'all are like riding. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm a Keith and Stan. I see. I see. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, we all laughed when we watched it. Yeah. Um, the, what what is the difference between sex and like sex sex? He's a virgin. I feel like he didn't know no. Yeah, you know what I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like switched it to the um. She just switched up on him. Like oh, I don't I don't I f don't with virgins. Um, virgins. I'm like you were you? a virgin ten minutes ago. That's okay. what I was, yeah, like, I was like you. Been, what? what since when are you not a virgin? I mean like exactly realistic. That was just crazy. But like. What's what's next? So let me let's hit up some predictions. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Jayla, let's let's start with you. What's I always love that sound. <laughs> uh, my prediction is so hard to tell because you don't know where Sam is taking this right now. Um, I do want to see Cassie's story and see the backstory. Um, I'm waiting to find out like. The baby mama drama. Is she gonna? Mm-hmm. Is she gonna yeah. have a baby? Is she not gonna have a baby? Um, and I want to see what happens uh, to McKay from here on out. Yeah, I'm checking on my boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love McKay, um, but yes, I think Cassie's pregnant for sure. I think I said it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, like now, the, t- the tampon moment. She's definitely pregnant. Somebody has to get pregnant, and it's going to be Cassie. I think Nate and Maddie and their whole forbidden love moment. They are they're going to do some damage. Like, they will go to the ends of the earth for each other, but I don't, like, not in a good way. Like, they're throwing everybody. Yeah, Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Like, Tyler's going down. Jules is going down. I don't know. But I do think, I do think the truth always comes out. But we do have a season two, so I don't think the truth is coming out anytime soon. (laughs) Is somebody going to die this season? I think so. I think so. I think somebody's going to die. That's a bold prediction. They haven't. I feel. I feel like they haven't even like teased that. Unless I just haven't. I didn't even think about people dying. When people die, oh my god! In high school, do Because I I used to to compare the show to Thirteen Reasons Why, and like I know Thirteen Thirteen Reasons Why. I mean, of course, the suicide, but. Mm With somebody else dying that. I just They're not like, going to kill a main character. They'll kill somebody that's important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But not that's Ethan. a bold prediction, yeah. Let's no, say Ethan. <laughs> no, Ethan can't die. I, can't I don't know what's going to happen if Ethan dies. We're going to need to do a wellness check okay. on you, like, every day. You can't die. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. Um, my predictions. Um, I really think that Chris McKay and Cassie um, are going to... Yeah, like, I, I believe y'all. Like, they probably will... And she'll end up pregnant, but I think she'll get an abortion, honestly. I don't think they're going to have it. Um, I really want to know what happens with McKay mentally mm-hmm. um, for the next episode. So I would love, like, listen, Algie Smith needs to come in here and talk about, you know, all the things that he had to talk himself into and, you know, people had to talk to him about this because I know it's like a big scene. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel that he should come in here and tell us about, you know, all the mental stuff that people go through, like, when that happens, especially, like, fraternization and all that. Um, but I also want... I want Keith to work. I feel like they will. I think they're gonna work. He's... Kat's definitely taking his virginity. 
and um, Nate and Maddie are gonna go down. They're gonna go down so hard, and I am so excited to see that. And Rue and Jules, I feel like they're gonna get stronger from this moment because I feel like Jules will tell Rue about what happened, and they'll get stronger. And I feel like they're gonna make it as a as a rules couple. <laughs> see, I actually don't think she's gonna tell her. I think mm. this. I think that was a breaking point, and I think I hope Rue's gonna go to Ali before she gets that. Before she goes too far. Goes too far with what? Go, yeah. Before, because oh. I think she's at the breaking point when she's crying. She's like trying to leave pretty much. And I think that's like her breaking point. And luckily, Lexi kind of saves a day on that. But I feel like her and Jules are not going to really connect because you see, Jules doesn't really. But she saw Rue. You saw Rue look at Jules and then look at Nate, so she knows something's going on. So I feel like she's gonna pry it out of her some way. Mm -hmm. Very true. So we'll see. One other thing I got, I want to, I want to see, and that I'm, I'm predicting, is that I think um, Jules, or not Jules, sorry, Gia is gonna confront. Um, Rue. Mm. I think she's gonna go mm. at her and like you can't talk to me like this. You can't. You're that's a what I'm here for. I'm and, here for. I'm here for Gia and, smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm and here because that's she the girl from Breaking that. in Time. I'm yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna be the breaking point, and I, and it might not happen in this next episode. But I think mm. I think Gia's gonna go after Rue or go after Rue and like just put her out in front of her. Be like, look, you did this, you did that. You can't talk to me, mm. and I think that's gonna be the the breaking point for Rue in the fact that she's going to move forward and try to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Gia is it going to be the one that gets to her because Jules is not going to be that person. So that's my prediction. Let us know what you guys' predictions are. before. Yes. Bring us in the comments. I want to engage with you guys. I want to learn from you guys. And first off, before we leave, Jayla, I want to say thank you for joining us. Of we had course. a great time. Thank I learned you. so much from you. I want to be in the next. <laughs> I want to be in the next HBO show that you're in. Yes. So like, yes. I okay. got another friend that's been in the show. So I got a lot of clout when I'm gonna just be telling I am all the girls. I'm looking for a stunt double. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, as long as I Look, it's a first step to getting FaceTime on TV. So yeah. I'm down. That's no, amazing. But yes, thank you guys for joining us. This is the Euphoria After Show. We are back next week. Hopefully Daniel's not back next week, but we are. So I will see you guys <laughs> next week. Peace. Before we leave, Ashley, I, I kind of joke. Tell them where they can find you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Exclusive on Instagram. You can find me on all social media platforms at at Toro. And you can catch up with me on the gram. Follow me at who is Jayla Rocks. Two X's, three if you nasty. <laughs> so three X's. Nice. <laughs> and you guys can find me at Jeff Will underscore Junior on all social media platforms. This time we are actually about to leave. We are. And you guys have a great day. I want to thank you guys for watching and tuning in and commenting as always. We will see you guys next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 